talking about what emotional intelligence is because there's so many different definitions there's so many different teachings everybody has learned different ways about and different teachings about what emotional intelligence is and i'm going to be breaking it down to you what i have learned what i have put together what i believe and the way that i live my life and what i teach my own clients okay so hopefully it's going to be a little different or it might be just reinforcement and something that you're like, yes, I'm so, I'm so glad to hear this again. I needed this reminder. So either way, I hope that you get what you came from for, okay? So I'm gonna be breaking it down into four different parts, into four different parts. Our emotional intelligence is affected by a trauma because that affected and that has affected our nervous system. It's also affected by our thoughts because it's our thoughts plus our nervous system that usually generates the feeling, right? This is why a lot of people struggle to manifest what they desire. They struggle to have the relationships they desire because they don't understand the underlying forces that actually control how you respond and how you engage in this world, right? Hi, Lydia. So those are some things to take into consideration. It's not just going to a seminar, reading a book and thinking, Okay, this seems simple, I can put this into practice, but then you're still struggling in your relationships. You are struggling with yourself, you're struggling with your family members, you're struggling with your employees, and you're like, what do I do with all these emotions? Why can I raise above that? So the number one thing to understand first is the underlying forces that have more control over your current level of awareness, right? There is a way that you've been wired for many, many, many years. There's been so much that's been happening to you. You watching your parents, how they reacted, or if they responded to situations, what was that like, right? So there's this whole underlying platform that's been controlling your level of emotional intelligence. So I'm gonna be breaking it down to you so it makes more sense, okay? And the first thing, the first thing we want to consider is your level of awareness. And when I say your level of awareness, this has to do with your awareness about everything about you. So your emotional state, how aware, uh, how aware are you of your emotions? All of your emotions, your emotional patterns, your waves, your dips, your highs, like how aware are you of that? Or is it like, I don't understand myself, it's always up and down, I don't know, I wish I could just control myself, this is a mess. Like how aware are you of your specific emotional patterns, your specific emotional response, your reactions, how aware are you of that? So that is the first portion. The second part is how aware are you of your mental state? Like, are you constantly overwhelmed? Are you constantly stressed? Are you constantly running yourself short? Like what's going on with your mental? And this is where if we don't understand, if we don't have a higher level of awareness when it comes to our mental state, we're gonna work ourselves to death, basically. We're gonna stress, we're gonna worry, and we're gonna develop anxiety, which majority of you probably have, right? So anxiety is always caused by something that is already there. And oftentimes when we can look at, and look at it very deeply to see what it is that I am doing, what it is that I'm not doing that is contributing to my mental state, right? So we wanna be aware of our emotional state, 
We want to be aware of our mental state. And then we also want to be aware of our spiritual state. How do I feel? And who am I? How do I feel? Who am I on a deeper level? Who am I in, my, in, my, in, a, in a higher form? What do I believe in? Or do I believe? What kind of connection do I have to the spiritual realm? And making sure that you're aware of that, that you don't feel completely lost all the time. Obviously, we lose ourselves the more we, we are looking to reconnect with ourselves. But what kind of awareness do you have about that? Or are you always pulled by other people telling you what to believe, telling you what to do, telling you to meditate, telling you to go to church, telling you to watch this? Like, how aware are you of your own influence, your own saying when it comes to your spiritual journey this is super super important because a lot of people don't understand when we feel completely uh, lost in our spiritual journey and we feel like we're just doing everything that everybody else wants us to do that that influences our mental and emotional state because this is our higher self this is we're getting closer and closer to our highest self and if we feel like we have no saying in that that is subconsciously going to influence our mental and our emotional state. So it's very, very important to look at your spiritual self as well, your spiritual journey, and be clear and aware of that, okay? Then we have the relational state. And the relational state is your relationships. How aware are you of the quality of your relationships? How aware are you of your impact on the level of health, the health of your relationships. Like how aware are you? Do you know why your relationships are falling apart? Do you know why it's hard for you to connect with people? Do you know why it's hard to open up? Do you know why you snap every time you get triggered? Do you know why you find it hard to trust? Do you know why you always assume things? Do you know why you think you're not worthy when your employees don't do what you ask them to do? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know your impact? Do you know your influence in your relationships and how it has contributed to the health or maybe not even health, maybe it's unhealthy. Do you know that? We gotta be aware. We gotta be aware. We gotta be aware. And most people lack awareness because they're never inside of their bodies. They're never connected with themselves and all they're doing, and let me know if this is making any sense. All they're doing, it, all they're doing is looking at what other people are doing. And the more they look at what other people are doing, the more they try to change them and the less control they become of their own inner world. And they basically give their power away and then they try to use their power changing someone else, which they can never do. So be aware of your contribution to your relationships, all of your relationships. As a mother, if you have a child that is constantly acting out, how did you contribute to that? If you're not happy in your marriage, how did you contribute to that? This is a level of self-awareness that is really painful because we oftentimes don't want to look at the painful parts in our life as we have anything to do with them. This is next level emotional intelligence when we can say, huh, I was not present here. I was always shutting down. I was always yelling. I wasn't vulnerable. I wasn't sharing about myself, like whatever it may be for you. Makes perfect sense. That makes me so happy. Okay. And then finally, being aware of your physical state as well. How you feel physically. 
Because oftentimes, if not majority of the times, your physical state is directly connected to your mental and your emotional and your spiritual health, right? This is where I'm struggling in marriage, right? So this is where you can raise, this is where you have to raise your awareness more and more and more and more. And then we start working on the things that we notice about ourselves. Okay, so maybe I need to open up more. Maybe I need to ask more questions. Maybe I need to give my spouse some space here, right? So this is where that comes in. So we wanna look at our physical health. A lot of you have asked me about cancer, fibromyalgia, you've asked me about MS, you have asked me about all kinds of different diseases and illnesses and physical conditions and state, states, and you've asked me, what does that have to do with self-love? And it has everything to do with it. And so when you have a next level awareness, when it comes to your physical self, your physical health, you're gonna get clues about what's actually going on with you on a more internal level. So if I'm constantly shaking, if I'm constantly stressed, if I am uh, like having heart palpitations or if I develop some kind of illness and it would felt completely random, like what is the underlying cause there? If I always wanna throw stuff, if I wanna punch a wall, if I wanna punch a person, what is beneath that? Emotional intelligence is not about me being able to quit everything right away and I'm a bad person because I have these things or I have these symptoms. It's about recognizing it, raising your awareness and actually looking at where is this coming from. So you may have anxiety, you may be depressed, you may be very controlling, you may have addictive behaviors. Like, what is going on with you physically? And we want to look at that because that is going to give us a deeper insight into what's going on with us internally. And a good example I always share is my mother, who I know it's uncomfortable for her when I talk about this, a little sensitive, but she developed cancer, breast cancer, as a result of excessive stress, worry, and trauma. And, and no one else probably in our family would ever say, oh, that has anything to do with that. Because people are not educated, people don't know. We look at things that happen to us as, oh, it was just an accident, oh, it's such a horrible thing. But sometimes these things happening to us can be the greatest blessings because they force us to get closer to ourselves and finally start taking care of ourselves. I always used to have strep throat. Some of you have heard that story. Excessive back pain, lower back pain. And I still have some lower back pain, but I heal my strep throat. I heal my headaches. I have headaches almost every day. So being aware of those symptoms and then looking at where is this coming from allows you the opportunity to heal it. So then when we heal, what is the cause, and we lessen our symptoms, it's gonna be easier for us to be emotionally intelligent because if we always have aches, if we're always in pain, if we're always worried, if we're always stressed, the natural reaction is going to be to jump. 
because I'm already in pain. I already got too much stress going on. There's so much inside of me that is boiling up and there's so much energy and I need to do something with it so whoever is closest to me is gonna feel the wrath. And this is why it's not so much about how do you fix an interaction with a person at that very moment. It's not about me giving you, here's the blueprint, this is how you do it. No, it's the work that you do between, in between that interaction and the next interaction and the next engagement and whatever you may have going on. You don't always know what's good for, or bad for you. I'm learning that this is also, this. I'm learning this as I go deeper into self-reflection. That's amazing, yes. And this is where I encourage people not to label things. The more you label things, the, hard, the, the more you're gonna put yourself into a prison. Right, so if I say it's, it's, it's bad to smoke, right? It's bad to smoke and I'm currently smoking, this is bad. Or if I say this is a sin or whatever I may be saying, I'm not setting myself up for success. And bad or good is always a perception of the person anyway. So if I can ask myself instead, what is, what is true? And what is healthy? What gives me light? What gives me life? What gives me juice? What is that? This is it. This is it. This is it. And you start focusing on what it is that gives you life versus thinking about how bad it is that you have this struggle with this addiction or you're so codependent in this relationship. So you shift your focus. And this is where I use America as a perfect example because this country is always focused on the things that are bad, right? So we focus on the fact that people hate. We focus on the fact that people destroy. We focus on the fact that people uh, believe in something else. We focus on the separation and the things that we don't like. And it continues to manifest more and more and more and more and more, right? It's just getting worse. And this is where I always say that I love Mother Teresa's quote, which is, which she said, don't ever invite me into an, don't ever invite me to an anti-war rally. If you have a peace rally, invite me. You may say, what does this have to do with my emotional intelligence? It has everything to do with it because you're transforming your inner world. You're being aware of where you're putting your attention, where you're putting your focus. What you're thinking about is what you keep getting more of and it affects your emotional state. And the more turbulence you have going on within, the more chaos you're gonna have in your world because you're not gonna be able to regulate your emotions, which is the next thing we're gonna be talking about. When things do come up, because you already have a war going on inside of you, because all you focus on are the things that are not working. All you focus on are the things that you don't like. All you focus on is what other people are doing. You become vegan, now you focus on these people shouldn't be eating meat, so that's a bad thing. You vote for one party, now you focus on these other people that are voting for the other party, and that's bad because of this, 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 and this, and this. You focus on the vaccine because it's a, such a horrible thing and it's bad because of this, 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 and this, and this. You focus on how, other, how the mothers raise their children and it's bad because of this, 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 and this. Because you're so enlightened 
You're so intelligent and you know everything. And let's say you do know everything. Let's say there's such thing. You're still creating an internal war with yourself. Because just because you think something is right still doesn't mean that and still not going to lead to somebody else changing their actions. And in the meantime, you're destroying yourself because you're focusing on what you don't want. You're focusing on the things that you don't desire. You're focusing on the things that other people are doing and you're judging them. And you're the person who says, don't judge, but you're judging people every day because you don't like what they're doing. And then you wonder, why do I have this constant anxiety? Why am I always stressed? Why am I always worried? Why don't I feel in control of myself? Because that's, that hasn't been your priority. And you've been doing something completely different majority of your life. And now you're finally wanting to change it, but you're not putting enough work in. You're not investing in yourself. You're not showing up for yourself. You're not prioritizing yourself. You're not doing all of the things that are going to rewire you and calm your nervous system and rewire your thoughts and transmute your emotions. You're not doing that. You're living based on the past, the, not, not past either because they're still there. You're living based on these limiting beliefs that are keeping you trapped and that are continuing to make you react to your external circumstances. Does that make sense? Let me know. So that is the awareness aspect of it. Awareness is a key component to emotional intelligence. If you're not aware, if you're not aware of these things that I just mentioned, your emotional intelligence is going to be super low. And of course, it's going to be hard to love yourself because you're not paying attention to yourself. And I always say self-love is about having an honest, a reflective and an actionable relationship with ourselves. So awareness is key in that. And that's something I teach more about in soulful self-love. So the second part, let me know if the first component makes sense before I move on. Because I can just keep talking. I want to make sure that I haven't lost you. All right, no comments. Let's move on. The second part is management. But it's about self-management. So you're like, didn't we just talk about that? No, we were talking about the awareness. Awareness is about you becoming the observer. Makes sense, makes me so happy, awesome. You becoming the observer in the first part that we talked about in awareness. And the best way I can describe describe that is when you're always in your head, you don't understand what's going on. It's too much. It's, 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 it's foggy. It feels clogged. It's too much going on. You feel like you can't escape your thoughts. But when you have a journal and you write down your thoughts, excuse me, you write down what you're feeling, you can look at it and you can say, Hmm, interesting. That's very cool. Because now you become the observer, you get to see it from an objective standpoint. And that is the key. That is the first key. Awareness is important. Yes. All right. So the next part is the self-management part. This is about your inner regulation. Now that you are aware of your, your mental, your emotional, your spiritual, your relational, and your physical health and the state of those, now what? Now is where the work starts beginning. Now, is it, now it's about the regulation. 
because I said it in another post, I believe, it's not about you stopping to feel things. It's not that it's bad that you feel yourself boiling when somebody says something, when you are with someone and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so intense. It's not about that we have to remove that. It's about that we have to bring the awareness to it. And now we have to do the inner work to regulate how we feel so that we can still interact with someone. So we can still be in control of who we are and not react to our emotions, right? So this, this needs to start happening after we have achieved the greater level of awareness. And this also has to do with obviously your self-control. Once you've regulated this, can you control yourself? Can you control the things you say? Can you control the way you express yourself? If there's something that you're like, I need to do this, and it's coming from a destructive place, or I want to do this, or I need to retaliate, or I need to make sure I let them know that they're crazy, can you control yourself in those moments? And can you regulate how you're feeling? Can you take care of that and choose what's in your highest, in your highest good? Can you choose that? This is about being able about, uh, this is about being able to think in the long term rather than being swept away by small things and triggers. This is your inner management, your self-management where you can regulate your emotions and you're in control of yourself. This is the most challenging part for majority of women. And hence why we have controlling behaviors and relationships or very codependent tendencies or withdrawal, right? There are some women that are just, hmm, I'm not even gonna try to do anything, right? It also has to do with your attitude. Now that you're aware, now that you're inside of yourself, what is your attitude going to be like? What is your mood going to be like? If you're able to regulate effectively your attitude, which is temporary, and then your mood, which is a little long, more long-term because it lasts a little longer, is not going to be able to control you. Rather, you're going to be able to do the inner work and you choose, I'm not going to let this you make a conscious choice. I'm not gonna let it affect it. I'm not gonna let this affect my attitude and especially not my mood. Your mood becomes your mood because you think something, think about something you don't like for too long and you stay in that emotion and then you end up having a mood. And some people stay in that mood forever and then become grumpy old women because they, they, they clinched onto those thoughts, those emotions how unfairly treated they were, and it becomes their personality. And then people start saying, oh, that's the bitter lady, or that's the controlling lady, or that's the crazy lady, and they start labeling you because you've held on to a mood for too long, because you failed to regulate your own inner world. You, felt, you failed to take control of what was going on in here and you allowed the outside world to control it, okay? And then finally, this, and this, this, this is under this category too, under self-management, it's flexibility. And it's funny because yesterday I actually saw 
a brief video of Bruce Lee saying something like, be like water, be shapeless, be adaptable, right? And most of us were so firm on how things should be based on our limiting beliefs, based on, based on the known, based on what we've seen from our parents, parents, based on what we've seen in our past. And we're like, this is the way it is. And this is the way it's going to be. And then you turn it out to, then you turn it into outward management. Then you turn it into the, you want to manage other people. You can't manage anyone else. You can only manage yourself, right? So now, since you don't want to be flexible within you because you're afraid what's going to happen, you're afraid that you're going to have to do too much work, you're afraid that it's going to hurt if you do this work, and instead of you changing, you try to make other people change to fit you so you can stay the way you are, so you don't have to change, so you can be comfortable. I'm going to tell my husband that if he doesn't stop doing this, I'm going to leave him. Or I'm going to tell my partner that they have to put the chair over there every time because if, it put it, if they put it over here, I'm going to yell at them because they know I don't want them to put the chair there. If my employees don't do it the exact way I want them to do, I'm going to punish them or I'm going to cut their pay or whatever. I'm just exaggerating, right? or even if I don't do anything, the fact that I'm not able to manage them kills me on the inside because they're triggering something within me and I'm not willing to be flexible within my own inner world. So I want other people to adapt and we're gonna be talking about, we're gonna be talking about this more in day three where we're gonna be talking about expectations and boundaries. I need other people to do and be and have things so I can feel comfortable. This is the exact opposite of you being emotionally intelligent because you expect the outside world to do something so you don't have to move. And someone actually told me this, a past client, I think she told me that she had been uh, subconsciously destroying, no, she, she, she was seeking relationships. She admitted to herself that she was seeking a relationship because she thought, until she, she didn't know this until she actually gain a new level of awareness through working with me that she realized that she really wanted a relationship not because she desired it and she thought that it would be just like an extra adds a bonus to her life she wanted that so badly because if she could have that person then that person could love her and she wouldn't have to worry about learning to love herself She wanted to attract a partner so that partner could love her and she wouldn't have to do the self-love work herself because that was too painful and she didn't believe she was worthy of love. And then she wondered why she could not attract a person, a partner who would really, really appreciate her, respect her and love her unconditionally, right? And this is next level awareness because you may say, oh, that's crazy. No, that's next level awareness. Self-love is not dirty, it's not bad, you're never behind or you're never too far away. It's just about meeting yourself exactly where you are and have complete awareness about it. That's where you make changes. While, while first time I thought about trying to change others so we don't have to be uncomfortable, yes, yes, yes. 
I'm here, but at work. Connie, hi. So many of you at work is still tuning in. That's next level self-commitment. I applaud you for that because you don't have to do that, but you have decided that you mean more to yourself than a paycheck or you mean more to yourself than doing something else during your break. And that is huge. Okay. So I just want to commend you on that. All right, so we have the attitude, we have your inner regulation, we have the flexibility, which is huge, and then we have the self-control, it all falls under self-management. So we have self-awareness and we have self-management, and we're gonna move on to the third part. We have uh, four parts we're gonna talk about, but let me, uh, let me know if the management part makes sense. Let me know if that makes sense. Hello, Kim. How are you? So glad you're tuning in. And it's fine if you have to leave in the middle of this. You can always come back and watch the replay, all of you. So that's the management. So now we're moving on to, guess what? Your social world. Your social world. And this is something we're going to be talking about in more depth tomorrow, actually. Your social world is about your, your engagement, your presence. Alexis said it makes sense. Awesome. Your attention and your empathy as you are interacting with other people. That makes too much sense. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So now... You're like, okay, I'm aware, yes. And remember, remember my model of self-love. Honest, reflective, and actionable relationship with yourself. So the honesty would be under the awareness. Now you're aware of your patterns. Now you're aware of the health of all these things that we talked about. Now you're aware of what's going on here, okay? I got that. Now, what is that turning into? What is that turning into? So your relationship with yourself determines the quality of your relationships. Your relationship with yourself determines the quality of your life, your inner life and your outer life. So if you don't have empathy for yourself, if you don't love yourself, if you don't support yourself, if you don't appreciate yourself, if you don't look after yourself, if you don't believe you're worthy, if you don't have respect for yourself, if you don't prioritize yourself, if you don't do all these things for yourself, there is no way that you're gonna be able to have the full empathy that you could have for other people. Empathy is not something that you can read about and you're like, oh, I'm gonna implement it. It's something more, it's, it's something so much deeper. We can have the whole fake thing, like when we go to Walmart and you can tell that some of these cashiers are not sincere. They're like, oh, hi, how are you? And act like you have a lot of empathy. Oh, let me help you. But you can sense their energy deep down. That's not really how they want to be. Or on the phone sometimes when you're with customer service and they're like, I understand. No, you don't understand me because you're not in my shoes. Empathy is not scripted. It's not fake. It cannot be taught. It comes from inside of you, from you already feeling empathy for yourself, for you believing that you're worthy and therefore everybody is worthy. 
for you believing that you matter and therefore everybody matters. I matter, you matter, all of us matter. And when you take care of yourself and you fill your own cup, there is so much that you can give. There's, there's, there's so many beautiful ways that you can show up in this world. And when you take care of yourself, you become empathetic to other people because they matter to you. Not because someone taught you that, not because they taught you in school or not because you underwent a training at your job and they told you, you need to be empathetic to people's needs. But if I'm not empathetic to my own needs, how am I going to do that for other people? It does not work. Right? So this, hopefully this makes sense why I stress self-love so much. We're doing all the work. We're going through hell so we can finally meet ourselves, so we can remember who we are, so we can start seeing our worth again, so we can start loving ourselves, so we can start respecting ourselves, so we can start caring for ourselves, so we can spend time with our children and we're not in resentment because we're not, we're not, we're, we're not worried about money because we know that we are abundant and that we attract wealth. We're not worried about the time because we have to do clean around the house because we have so much trauma. We're taught to do, 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 do. So we feel guilty when we spend time with the people we love. And then after we've done all these things, we sit down on the couch and we cry and we're sad because we're not spending enough time with the people that we love. Because there are underlying forces that I was talking about in the beginning that control you. And you don't want to admit that they control you, which is the first step into actually healing and transforming this relationship with yourself. You want to say they have nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with anything. It's all circumstantial. And as long as you think that your life is circumstantial, that everything just happens to you, to you and that you're not co-creating with God, that you're not co-creating with the universe, you're going to continue to be controlled by the outside world and it's going to be a sucky life or the other word if you want to use that life is going to suck and you're going to become miserable because you don't want to own that you have manifested your life manifestation is not a such thing as Oh, I want to manifest $10,000. I haven't manifested yet. I haven't manifested yet. I haven't manifested yet. We manifest all the time. What are you a vibrational match to? You continue to see these toxic relationships. That is what you are a vibrational match to. Your kids continue to act out and you blame it on them instead of looking at what is it within me that is triggering that. What is it that I need to change so they can feel comfortable, so they can feel safe, so I can help them meet their own needs, so I can help them with their needs? That's the less fun work, but that's the work we have to go through if we do want to become more emotionally intelligent. And a lot of people are not emotionally intelligent because they just want to make it about that. They, they, they want to be someone in this world and it's not, they're, they're not important to themselves. To themselves and if you're not important to yourself it's not gonna work all right dear said i will be back for the replay i'm at the hospital working but apparently everyone wants to talk to me in this hour i'm listening to you i'll be back so i don't miss out on the new tools absolutely so glad you could join the time you joined 
Cassandra said, I learned this from my therapist that our empathy is in our brains as our mirror neurons. And I believe we receive this from our mothers. We receive a lot from our mothers, a lot, a lot. And a lot of us take on the very things that we didn't like. Or a lot of us, just like me, we turn the complete other way. Well, my mom is not respecting herself. My mom doesn't have boundaries. My mom is letting people do whatever they want to do. And I became the more aggressive type because I didn't like that. But being more aggressive and being the way I was for a very long time was not who I was either. I just went to the, to the other extreme, right? So although we try to escape our parents' conditioning, we never do. We either become that or we become a more extreme version or the opposite version of it. But we often never land where we want to be. And that's where we're working toward, to meet ourselves, to really figure out who we are and to continue to mold and shape that person, the person that we truly are. We cannot pour out to others without pouring in ourselves. Absolutely, absolutely. Cool, so any questions on that? So we covered three so far, and we only have one left. We only have one left, and without even realizing this, a lot of these are gonna be breaking down in, in more detail in the upcoming classes. And you may wonder, like, why did you do so many days? It was crazy, like I, I, I shared in another video, I was channeling the information that I wanted to teach in the Radiant Woman, which is like this masterclass 100 times deeper. And things just kept coming to me. I'm like, I need to do four days. So this, this is going to be really good. So the last part is the relationship piece. And although the social part has to do with relationships, this is a little more in detail. So this is about you actually communicating, you actively doing something, you actively working with others. So the teamwork, you actually coaching someone or you being coached or mentored, right? You leading others and you being able to impact and influence other people. So this is more the direct contact, but if you don't have the other part, which is your presence, the empathy, the attention, and the full like engagement without words, just like your body language, your energy. If that is not in place, you are not going to be able to be the next level influencer that you wanna be. People are not gonna wanna collaborate with you. People are not gonna wanna work with you. And you're gonna turn into the manager who's telling everybody what to do and they can't wait till you leave and they don't wanna do what you tell them to do because it's never about that. It's about coaching others, right? Bringing out their greatness, allowing them to come up with ways that is still in, in, like in the frameworks of what the greater mission is. And this is for everything. This is in your relationship, like in the beginning of my marriage, and you know, I'm completely vulnerable and blunt. And especially those of you who are learning from me and my husband, I take our programs and do our free masterclasses, you know that I'm, I'm saying everything. And it's, it's, a, it's not the most fun thing to always do, but I do so you can learn. So in the beginning of my marriage, I, I did not communicate effectively. I did not, I, I wasn't a team player. And I was not, no, I was not. Because I wanted it to be my way. Because I had 
done things a certain type of way when I was single and it had kind of worked for me. But at the same time, it didn't work for me because I always had some type of physical symptoms and I wasn't really that happy when I was doing those things. So if you feel like no one is listening to you, like you have a meeting at, at your job or you're hosting a Zoom meeting for your employees or your clients and you're like, I don't feel like I'm very influential. I, I don't feel like they're listening to me. I feel like I'm like a ghost or I feel like I am, I am loud and I'm saying all the things and it's really good, but I don't feel like anybody cares. It's like you feel like you're putting something out there, but it's not being received. <laughs> Your vulnerability is helpful and appreciated. That's awesome to hear, right? You're putting it out there, but you feel like no one wants to receive what you have to say. You feel like no one wants to be a part of your leadership. You feel that no one wants to be coached by you. You feel that what you're teaching or what you're suggested, suggesting is not influencing others. And if that's the case, that means you don't have the other pieces down. Because if that's the case, now it's where you have to go back into the awareness piece. How are these different aspects of myself? Where are they at? Where am I at mentally? Where am I at emotionally? Where am I at spiritually? Where am I at relationally? Where am I at physically? And oftentimes when you clear that and you work through that, the way you show up changes. Because if you don't believe, if you don't believe what you have to say matters, no one else will. If you don't believe that you're worthy and that what you have to say is important, nobody else will. If you're not empathetic to other people's needs, if you're not present with other people, if you're always somewhere else, if you tell your employees that they can't have a phone, but you're always on your phone and then it's time for you to have a meeting with them and they're not listening to you, you're not leading by example, right? So here in our relationships, this is just the result. This is just like the symptoms of what has happened in these three other parts. How much work you're willing to do on the, in, on, on the internal level how flexible you're willing to become, how much you're willing to change within yourself. Because when you transform your inner world, it contributes to, contributes to your external world also being transformed. And you'll notice, if you haven't noticed already, I'm sure many of you have, the more that you care for yourself, the more that you prioritize yourself, the more that you're leading yourself, the more people are like, huh, I want to listen to her. I want to hear her out. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep paying attention to her. I might even follow her. I might even reach out to her because I can tell that whatever it is she's saying, she stands behind it. She is what she's saying. She is it. And if she's it, then I know that her word is everything. It's true. So I want to learn from her. I want to engage with her. I want to be under her leadership. 
because she's leading herself. She's her own best friend. She already got the teamwork going with herself. Everyone she interacts with, she's present with them. She doesn't always have to agree with what they're saying, but she allows them to be them. She allows them to speak their truth. She allows them to feel what they're feeling without trying to change it. Because she knows that each of us have our own world, our own truth, our own experience, our own perception, and it has nothing to do with her worth. Every time we try to change, and again, now I'm getting ahead of myself because this is what we're gonna talk, talk about in the upcoming days. Every time you get ahead of yourself and you try to control someone, it's because there is chaos in here. So you may say, well, I'm, I'm only struggling with my, with my relationships. But the truth is, your relationships are a manifestation of your inner world. What do you mean? The health of your relationships are, is a, a, a manifestation of how you feel on the inside. Your relationships are only like the surface level. We don't change our relationships by focusing on the problems, just like we don't change war, war and all the issues we have in the world by focusing on them and bickering about it. We change it by looking at the root cause and looking at the alternative and looking at what's better, looking at what's healthy. Who am I and how am I contributing to this situation? Who am I and how am I contributing to this argument? Who am I and how am I contributing to the environment that we're in right here? Who am I and how am I contributing? This is next level awareness. This is next level emotional intelligence when you take ownership. When you're aware, you're managing yourself, you're present when you are around other people. You're not always in your head. You're not always in your feelings. And if you are in your feelings, you know how to regulate them and you know how to control yourself and control them. And finally, when you're around other people because you've taken care of these other pieces, you are a team player. You are a leader. You don't have to say, my role is to be a leader. You are a leader. You don't have to say a freaking word because you are it. You don't have to say, listen to me, be quiet, because people want to hear what you have to say. You don't have to say, come do it my way, work with me. No, people want to do it your way because they know it's working. They can tell. They're moved by you. They want to be around you. They want you in their life. Because you make them feel something. You make them believe in something. You inspire them. And they choose. They choose to be influenced by you. Because it feels right. It feels good to them. You never have to force anything. And the more you force, what happens? The more you repel what it is that you want. And that's the truth with everything in our lives. The more we force, the more we lose control.
The more we try, the harder it gets. The harder we work, the more stressed, the more worried, and the more work we have to do. So it's time to step back, take a deep breath, and let yourself know you're safe, you're good, you're completely okay, and you're powerful as you are. There is nothing wrong with you. It's just that we have to start shifting your focus, what you're paying attention to, because there is, there, it doesn't take more energy to focus on you instead of on another person. It takes actually less energy because it's not as energy draining because when you do work on you, there's actually things that you can change. But when you try to change someone else, it's very energy draining because first of all, you cannot change someone else. And then second of all, it's not even empowering, so it doesn't matter. And even if you do manage to change someone short term, people do this sometimes in relationships because if you're more of a dominating person and your partner is more submissive, which is usually what it always happens to be, they're going to adhere to your rules for a while, but eventually they're going to come out of their little cage and they're going to say, I don't want to be under your control anymore. And now you're freaking out again. But in the meantime, you're looking for other people and other situations to control. And there is this never ending search for control because you're in so much pain and you don't want to do that work. And for us to become our next level selves and not in order for us to raise our emotional intelligence increase that we have to do all of these things that we talked about today so hope that gave you some things to think about same i will watch when i get off work awesome 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 great 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 so that's it those are the four so awareness self-management the social part and the relationship piece the closer the closer interactions and our actual engagement when it comes to us and the people in our lives so that's it for day one that's it